Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I help women unstuck themselves. Ooh, if you've been with me a while, you noticed that sounded different, huh? (laughs) I've had something up my sleeve for several months, and I'm finally going to be able to talk about it today. My podcast is in the process of being rebranded, but don't you worry. It is still for women only. It is still about all the fun things and the important things that matter to us, but we are going to have a focus on self-worth, body image, fitness, and health with some fun things on the side. Are you ready to hear what's going on? Let's get started. They say that whatever you can speak about for 30 minutes without notes, just off the cuff, that's your thing. That's what you're, where your passion lies. And I have a few of those things. I'm multi-passionate. That's why I've had this podcast because it's been all over the map. If you look back at my previous 41 episodes, I have not missed a week since March 2021 when it started. I just went off on different topics that started with the letter F or I focused on women who have overcome amazing, incredible, tough obstacles, and they've landed on the other side. And it's because I am so inspired by the strength of a woman. We, We spend a lot of plates. Am I right? Think about who you are. You're a daughter. You may be a sister. You may be a wife or a girlfriend. You may be a coworker. Well, you're probably a coworker or an employer. Uh, you have all these different roles that you play, and all of those roles require a different piece of you. Am I right? So my podcast, when I started, it was all about, it was born from the pandemic and how we needed encouragement and a place to land and feel like home and feel like you were maybe getting some little nugget of truth or something to move you forward and also encourage you and hopefully inspire you to keep growing. Well, I've been working on something in all of the time off of my podcast on rebranding my line of work. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. I'm riffing, you guys. This is freestyle. I don't have any notes. (laughs) I'm just going off the cuff and you'll know because I'll probably jump all around, but just stay with me. I want to tell you a little story. The story is about me. I went on a health journey. Oh, let's say 2011-ish. I went on my own fitness journey. I was already in the fitness space. I was already walking, you know, two to three miles a day with my dog in the gym four days a week, mostly maybe five. And I was probably a healthy size six. And I was practicing chiropractic. My kids were a little bit older, I'd say maybe middle school age. And I decided I was going to set a goal for myself to get back down to my high school size. No idea why I chose that. I think it was just me being unhappy with my shape, my body image, right? Which 88% of us are. And so I put myself on this trajectory of weight loss and I achieved it. I got down to a size zero. I remember when I hit size four and then I hit size two and I thought, this can't be. I, I There's no way I can be in my 40s and be a size two. Two kids later, right? And I, I just, I had all this body dysmorphia, like thinking the tags were wrong. <laughs> I went through this whole thing in my mind where I thought, wow, okay, well, I'm going to keep going. And I got to a size zero. When I got to size zero, I noticed something. I felt accomplished. It gave me more confidence. It did. But if my weight bumped up a little bit, that confidence went away. My confidence was tied to my ability to maintain this 
really unrealistic thing because I could fit into my high school jeans. <laughs> Why I would ever want to go backwards to fit into my high school clothes now that I look back is beyond me, but I do understand what it's all about. And those of you who have goals like that, I see you, I understand you, and I'm going to be talking to you these next few weeks. But back to my story, I was really happy that you know I achieved my goal, but I wasn't body confident. Isn't that interesting? I got to a size zero and went, but I still don't have rock hard abs. They're not flat washboard abs. I still could use some more muscle definition here. My waist doesn't pinch in as much. I'm more straight up and down. I had so many critical thoughts about myself. I know how to lose weight. I know how to help women lose weight. I know how to get fit. I know all of it, but you know what? There's no guarantee you're going to love your body when you get there. And so I kept going and still, you know, drinking my protein shakes. I was intermittent fasting. And this was before it was even popular. I was doing all the things. And a few years later, quite a few years later, my daughter was in high school and I noticed that she started losing weight. Now she was healthy not overweight by the world standards, by culture standards. She was a very healthy, beautiful high school student. And she went through a breakup with a boyfriend. And I attributed the weight loss to the breakup. You know, that's what girls do when they're in high school. They don't eat, even adults, right? We go through some a divorce or something like that, and we don't eat, we lose weight. And I didn't think too much of it. That was probably in August, September, I started to notice it coming off. And I, I told her, I, I complimented her and I said, you know, you look really great. Good job. You're looking beautiful. And I was, I was using those compliments because I was speaking to her wound from being, from the breakup with the boyfriend and thinking it would lift her up. Christmas rolls around, she's thinner. January comes around, she's thinner. And then we go on a rapid decline of scary weight loss. She was in full-blown anorexia. Now, anorexia is not something anyone else causes. It is a mental health disorder. She did not have body dysmorphia like I did. She had a need to control her circumstances because things around her felt like they were spinning out of control. So she was starving herself. And people that suffer with anorexia will say that they are very proud that they can override the hunger signals that the body gives them. I learned a lot. She was in, she had a scholarship to University of San Diego uh, for choir, for singing. It was a partial scholarship. And I said, if you can't get healthy, I can't let you leave. We live in the Seattle area and I can't trust you to eat. I don't want 911 to call me. This is how bad it was. I She hid everything. She was dressed in layers. And people that suffer from eating disorders, when they get really thin, they're cold. They're not always trying to hide their body. They're really actually cold because they don't have any body fat. And we were somewhere where we were going out on the beach. She was in her bikini. And when I saw her come out of the changing room in her bikini, I felt like somebody kicked me full force in the gut, literally tried not to cry right in front of her. Have you ever seen pictures of emaciated people in um, Nazi concentration camps? She was not far off. Not, I can't even say it out loud without my voice cracking. She hid it so well. I could see in her face, I could see it, you know, that she was sunken in a little bit. 
and I knew she wasn't eating, but I didn't know how de- how desperately bad it was. And it was bad. And so we had a conversation. She finally opened up to me, took a long time, and she finally just collapsed in my arms in tears and said, I, I can't stop. I don't want to be like this. She was a prisoner in her own mind. I have lived through hell with her, but I have not lived the hell that she lived. And she did not go away to university, San Diego, because she was this close to being admitted for 24-7 treatment. We're talking all kinds of problems, you guys. It, it's, it was, you know, liver and kidney on the brink of failure, um, teeth chipping, hair falling out, gummy when she smiled. Do you ever see people that go in bodybuilding competitions and they, they lose so much fat right before, they dehydrate themselves and lose so much fat right before they go on stage that their faces get a little sunken in, they get sallow, but their smiles get gummier? She had that. She was beautiful, beautiful, but she wasn't the daughter that I knew. She turned into someone that I didn't recognize. I couldn't, I couldn't have conversations with her the way I used to. She was hangry all the time, but you know, at the time I knew that, but you know, for her, it was a protective mechanism. She was controlling her world. Well, we get her in therapy. She had several appointments a week. It was very intense. She was not admitted for 24-7 care, but she did have four, three to four appointments a week. And some of those appointments were mental health. Some of them were blood draws, monitoring enzyme levels and hormone levels and all of that. Um, you know, nutritionists, clinical dietitians, everything to get her back to health. It was grueling. She was in a refeeding period to get her body, you know, where she could feel hunger and feel full. She broke those mechanisms. And in the process of all of this healing and treatment, I sat in a few appointments with her professional care team. She was in one of them and it was a very safe space. This woman was amazing. And she gave my daughter the chance to share what I did that contributed to her feeling like her size mattered. And I thought, oh, okay. Because at this point, I didn't know much. I knew a little bit, but I didn't know as much as I know now. And I learned that my body image issues and my relationship with food and exercise strongly influenced hers. I did also learn that I didn't cause her eating disorder. Her coping mechanism with everything that she felt like was spinning out of control, that is what caused her eating disorder. So people that go into eating disorders, it's a coping mechanism. It's it's not always about body and size. But I learned that some of the things I said and some of the things I did and how I treated my body and how mean I was to myself, and it didn't sound mean, Now I look back and say it was mean, but at the time I thought I was being a role model for health. Like, oh, if I eat this birthday cake with you, I'm going to have to go work out again and burn it off. Like it'll probably be like 20 or 30 minutes. I would say things like that. And it wasn't ever like projected to them. I never thought that it was projected on you should do the same thing. But my goodness, she heard all of it and it applied it to herself. All of those years leading up to her eating disorder, all of my behaviors 
were influencing hers. They were influencing her beliefs about what it takes to be a healthy woman. I thought I was doing it for health. I wasn't. I was doing it to feel worthy. All of it was rooted in my sense of self-worth. I really fell to the pressure of culture. And because I was in the fitness world since I was 16, even earlier a little bit, that was my first job. I've been in gyms and fitness my entire life. I went into a field, I'm a career chiropractor is my career, my profession, right? And I understand what extra weight does to the load on the joints in the spine and your extremities. And I knew, I, I just had this, this knowing of, you know, I've got this, this is healthy. But it wasn't. And as a result of me learning that I unknowingly did this to my daughter, I went into my own healing and I was in my own therapy and learning that I I just didn't have a good sense of self-worth. And where it manifested in me was not in an eating disorder. It manifested in people-pleasing. It manifested in perfectionism. It manifested in me allowing people to mistreat me because I didn't feel confident in what I looked like. Can you even relate to that? I'm wondering if you ever feel like you're not pretty enough or you're not thin enough. And as a result, you overcompensate in other areas. Well, my friend, I see you because I've been you and I am on the other side. And I am here to tell you, you will not love your body every day, but you will appreciate it if you stick with me. Loving your body every day after a lifetime of feeling like you're at war with it, that doesn't happen. That's a process. It's a journey. You can get there. You have to check yourself and you you become naturally aware of things when you self-criticize. But this podcast now is going to line up with a program that I'm developing that's going to become a digital course in 2022. I have been coaching and serving women in group capacity and one-on-one capacity all along while I've been doing this podcast. But now my podcast is going to support the students that come through my programs. It will still be relevant to you if you never come to my program. You will be getting all of the information for free, just like they are. But if you ever hear it and think, I need to to spend more time with her one-on-one, then when my courses open up and my coaching opens up, you'll be able to join me. That's what this rebranding is all about. And the only reason I removed the word fun isn't because the podcast isn't going to be fun. It's because we're going to talk about fitness because I believe you don't have to be a size two to be fit. You can be fit at a different size. Being fit in your body shows that you are healthy, shows that you are moving forward toward health. You cannot be healthy and be sedentary. Just going to lay that truth bomb right there. If you don't move your body, if you're not breaking a sweat or doing something where you're moving it beyond the everyday daily activities, that's ultimately not healthy. Your body was designed to move, to locomote, to walk, to lift, not sit. (laughs) And not saying that you shouldn't have a day where you can potato all day long. If you're in the grind and you're working and you're tired, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. I'm saying that you need to move your body beyond daily activities 
to remain healthy. And I'm going to get into why in this podcast. So fierce, fit, feminine, and other F words. Why those top three words? I'll recap this in case you're joining me for the first time. Fierce, because I believe a fierce woman stands up for herself. She's not angry and ugly. She's empowered and she's going to go for what she wants. Fit, because we already established Fit means you're going to be more healthy. You're striving toward health. And we're going to talk about mental fitness, not just physical fitness. So we're going to go into all of that. Your fitness as a female makes you a better mother, a better wife, a better girlfriend, a better sister, a better employee, a better business owner. Fitness matters. Feminine because we're girls. I'm a girly girl. So I have to have feminine in there. And the other F words... That's going to stay because there are some things we need to talk about. Like how does forgiveness help us be fierce, fit, feminine? So there are some words I haven't even tapped on in this podcast yet that I plan on doing in the future. But for everything going forward, I want you to know we're going to be doing things a little bit different. It's going to feel a lot more like teaching in bite-sized nuggets that you can take and apply, and it's going to be definitely focused toward your self-image, toward people-pleasing, toward perfectionism, toward healthy meals, toward healthy fitness, all of it. I hope that this excites you as much as it excites me. And I also wanted to let you know my new website is done. It's christinebrunelli.com, B as in boy, R-A-N as in Nancy, E-L-I, christinebrunelli.com. You'll be able to go on my website and get some more information about my story and also Go on to my social media, Instagram in my bio. You can download a free guide. If you're a mom with kids under 18, I have a free guide for you to help you not pass on your body insecurities to your children like I did. I have so many good things in store and I'm so excited to be able to get going and share it with you because every woman that can step into her fierce, fit self and her feminine power She will make the world a better place all around her. And that ripple effect is tangible. It affects everyone or everything that she touches. And that is my mission. That's all I have for you today. I'm excited moving forward. Thank you for being here. So excited to have a clear message going forward with this podcast. It will still serve you, but it will feel a lot more clear. You'll have clarity about what it's all about. It's going to really encompass health. When it comes down to it, it's about your health, but we're going to throw and sprinkle in some fun things on the side. Anyway, I want to direct you again once more to my website, christinebrunelli.com. If you ever want to reach me, you can now reach me through the email or contact tab on that website. I would love to hear from you. You can also subscribe to my future newsletters that will be coming out. They will be more in-depth information than what we'll get into in this podcast. So definitely want to hit that website and subscribe. Send me a little message. Tell me your story. I would love to hear from people that are listening to this podcast. I want to know your story. Tell me about your self-image, your body image, your weight struggles, all of those things. This is what I love to do. If you have not hit subscribe yet, please do. You want to be notified the next time a new episode releases. And friend, until next time, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.